you don't learn from history, nothing to say. Oh, that is history. I got something for you. Was that a freaking Back to the Future reference? Mr. Leverage. Good dude. <laughs> Being a dad is probably one of the best things I've ever had in my life. Most rewarding things in the entire world. The right tool for the right job, man. That's all you need. Best meat never. You need to put it in your mouth. And now uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time is from John Wooden. He says, uh, do not let making a living prevent you from making a life. Hey guys, welcome in to the Blue Collar Dadcast, episode 7. 7 already? 7 weeks, man. Like I said, when we hit episode 10, let's just get hammered. Double digits? Yeah, double digits. First double digit episode. When we hit 10, let's do that. Double digits, double fisting, some drinks. Yeah, we're going to play Edward 40 Hands. Oh, that'd be rough. Is that a Hollywood Undead shout out right there? I think Edward 40 Hands was around before Hollywood Undead. Pretty sure. Well, because of Hollywood Undead, I learned what it was. Yeah, that's that's fair. Shout out to Hollywood Undead. How about that? There you go. Yeah. Uh, Let's watch it burn. They were, you know, okay, I guess. They were really good live. Yes. No, I remember the show that we went to, Business Cuts, through his, yeah. that's the drummer. Yeah. Through his uh, drumstick out there. You uh, caught it? Almost. Oh, there was a person in front of me. and You know, as a drummer for 30 years, I've never caught a drumstick. And I've been to hundreds of shows, th- probably thousands of shows in my life. Never caught a drumstick. Yeah, I'm not that lucky. I did get up on stage once, but that was... To crowd serve? Or? No, no. Uh, Dropkick Murphys. They, it was just after they released uh, Shipping Up to Boston. It was just after they released that song, and then gotcha. that came on, and everyone got all hype. and Everyone jumped on stage? Uh, they invited us up. But anyway, I almost had that drumstick, though. Nice. Like, nice. palmed the person's back of the head as I was trying to... Right. Like, get down. Exactly. Get out of my way. Not that I'm tall by any means. No, you're pretty short. Yeah, so but, I needed that extra yeah leverage. Yeah. yeah, didn't get the drumstick though. I remember a leverage night. You were, I need leverage, Jer. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. So you were saying before the podcast that you were you took your daughter to get X-rays. What, yeah, what happened? So uh, my daughter's like becoming big into football, and uh, they were playing football at school. Uh, on Monday, today is Friday. Friday. Yeah. So, and it's gloomy and snowy. And anyway, uh, I took a nap earlier. I don't blame you <laughs> anyway, but yeah, she, uh, was playing catch and it's, it, I know it's happened to me, but, uh, her finger got jammed. I mean, this thing oh. swole up, ballooned up and there was like a broken blood vessel. I mean, it looked gnarly. And Damn. Did it turn purple? It did. Yikes. So here we are Friday. Um, just to verify that it wasn't broken, I honestly thought it was a jam, but... With the swelling and the yeah. purpling and, yeah. We should just rule everything out. Right. And we're going tra- we're going to travel tomorrow, so we don't want to find out later or, or make the injury worse. So we went to the doctor, took a look at it, kind of probed around, massaged it a bit just to see... I'm sure she was like, ow, ow, ow. Uh, yeah. Please stop touching my finger. Don't touch my <laughs> finger. Uh, but, yeah, she... Told him where it hurt and all that stuff. And he's like, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to send you out with a splint. Uh, you Smart. can, yeah. You can get it x-rayed. I'll give you a, a write-up or whatever that is, just basically the recommendation. Sure. And then I took it to... Referral. Referral, yeah. And then I took her down to uh, the x-ray place. 
and they do walk-ins, so did that. And That's we, interesting. Yeah, it's it was convenient. I, th- I was like, gosh, when I heard that, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to go down to the children's hospital. I'm going to sit there That's for hours saying. just waiting for a couple of pictures. So this was sweet. It was down over at uh, Southlands. Huh. So hop on a skip. And there's actually several locations around town. But what is the name of it? Health, health Images? <laughs> health Images. That rings a bell. You know, I'm, I'm just going to go that. get myself uh, x-rayed, you know, just to make sure nothing's broken. You should. You should. You know, just your <laughs> weekly x-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. every week, just, you know. Health Images. Go to, go to Health Images and get a full body x-ray, you know. There you go. Check out your bones. Yeah. Oh, you got osteoporosis and you're 35. That would suck. <laughs> I'm, I'm praying that's not what <laughs> happens, but <laughs> but um, you know I I don't know how to read X rays or whatever, and I'm sat back from the I don't know twenty feet from the computer, but it takes two to three business days or whatever to get the images to us. So we won't know. Well, anyway. they had to have known at the doctor's office, right? I mean, they had to have because they take the X rays. The X rays are there, no. so they. No. So we're at the pediatrician's office, and then they're not equipped for this, so I had to go separately to the right. place. Oh, no, I'm saying the x-ray place should have had the x-rays immediately. Right, but it has to be sent to the doctor to give us... Yeah. Seems kind of dumb. Yeah. So, if, not I go, lie. if I go get my weekly body x-ray, I have to wait three to four business days? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, it's messed up. But, you know, who knows? But from where I was sitting, looked like a straight finger to me. The bones, anyhow. Okay, so you uh, did see the x-ray. Yes, just not super up close, because if there's, like, some kind of hairline, anything, I, we won't know, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I don't. Autumn's never really done damage like that. She's burned herself a bunch of times, trying to trying to touch the stove or touch a pan. and. Yeah, Jordy did that, the, the burning thing. That sucks, she man. Did, oh, dude. There's nothing you can do. I know. It's like, I'm. yeah, you got to deal with the pain. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, assuming that it, all it is is just the quick yeah. touch. And burn. Yeah. So. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, playoffs t- two years ago, I want to say, the Vikings went to the, they won the wild card round, and they went to the divisional round, and I got hammered, man. And Lauren's like, can you help me get the skit, skittle, skillet? Skillet? Skillet. Off the stove. And I'm like, sure. All drunk, and I, I didn't think twice. I thought it was cold. And I grabbed, full grab, dude. Full, full closed hand on the handle. And I just started screaming like a bitch. Like, Wah! I was like running around the house, cold water. I mean, everything you can imagine. It was so bad. I have pictures. I'll show you later. It was awful. Dude, I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I mean, it was still, like, burning hot. It wasn't cold at all. Like, it had just been turned off, and I didn't realize it. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I've, knock on wood, burned myself uh, to that extent. But, like, when I did oil changes at Honda. Yeah, you burned the back of your hand on the... Back of your hand, your forearms. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, I still have scars from that. Yep. Working on cars, man. Well, yeah, when you put the downpipe next to the... Next to this and that and all the places yeah. that here's the oil and, filter right yeah. next to the downpipe for your exhaust. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy the burn. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Yeah. Uh, 
anyway, so today, yeah, what are we drinking here? I, uh, I went out of my way to go pick up a nice bottle of scotch, no, a not not very cheap one. It's not unbelievably expensive, but it's not super cheap either. So it's a Glenfiddich 14 year single scotch or single malt scotch, and uh, it's the blue label. I actually have not had this one. I've had Glenfiddich in the past, but um, I had 21 year. And that's my favorite. Everything 21 and up. Pfft. And I don't mean my, you know, women, but. I like my scotch old enough to drink, if, if you catch my, my drift there. Yeah, so what do you say we crack into it? Yep, let's do it. Pour it up. All right. Do the no, no ice taste, first of all. And it's obviously room temperature. Yep. Well, it hasn't been in the basement the whole time? I, I just got it. Oh, okay. Like so, today. Like today. Like, what time is it? Yeah. Uh, a couple hours ago, I got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, a couple, couple three fingers for me, if you don't mind. Three fi- All right. Thirsty, huh? Yeah. Speaking of the thirsty, so I... No. Two, two yeah, two fingers. So, off off subject while you're pouring. Uh, last night, I went over... Yesterday, after work, I went over to my neighbor's house, and uh, I my drink of choice is... 8% White Claws, the Surge, right? Yes. And uh, I, I found out the hard way for anybody out there that wants to session 8%ers, unless you're a major alcoholic, don't do it. I sessioned 8%ers for about four hours and took probably five shots. And I went to bed at 8.15 at night. Yes. I, I, I couldn't walk anymore. <laughs> so on a Thursday... So did you go to work today? <laughs> I did. You did. You got to pay to play, man. I you got I can you got to pay with. to play. So if you play around, you you play around, you fuck around and get drunk on a Thursday, get your ass up and go to work. Anyway, that was the that was the short story of it. It was a good night though. Good good day. Good afternoon. <laughs> Ended abruptly. <laughs> well, cheers, man. Cheers. Wow. I don't even need an ice cube. I never need ice. I know. Call AA. You know, I lost their number. <laughs> Call AA. AA? AA? Uh, speaking of AAA, you can reach us if you so desire. BCDcast at yahoo.com. Email us anything. Whatever you want. I don't care. Questions, concerns, suggestions, gripes. Yeah. We're, no, we're, we'd love to hear it. I'm going to add an ice cube, just for S's and G's. Just one. Just one. Let me take another sip. I know, it's it's super smooth. So, how... Because <laughs> I always ask first, I guess. How was your uh, week, week at work? You know, it was... Uh, I'm glad you asked. You know... Because you were supposed to follow up on something from my week at work last week. But anyway... Oh yeah, did you end up having to move them pipes? <laughs> no. Who who won? Uh won. nobody won yet cuz they're not running their pipes. So, in about mm, 3 weeks, we'll find out. Dang it. I know. I, I want to I want the moment like oh, like what what happened in that moment where it's going to be fantastic. Great. But I, I look forward to it. Anyway, how was how was your work week? My work week, uh it was a mixed bag of emotions. Um mixed bag of emotions. Yeah. Started the week off with, hey, you're going to get a spot raise. Nice. We did a market analysis. Like, that is freaking awesome. 
Runs it effective immediately. Nice. So I'll take that. Hell yeah. The day the day goes on. Uh, and my my colleague, fellow supervisor, finally crossed paths, and he's like, "Hey, dude, I wanted you to be the first person to know." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, when somebody says that, you you know what's coming next. It, exactly, and it's funny that these conversations always start like that. But yeah, I wanted you to be the first one to know that I'm putting in my two weeks today. That place that I applied uh, to four months ago. Give me an offer, and it's six figures. Oh, my God. Um, That's what we all strive for, man. Oh, yeah. Anyway, good for him. Absolutely. Yes. And now I work in an apartment where there's supposed to be three supervisors, mm-hmm. and now there's one. That's me. You. That is me. So I'll be running oh, they're all gonna... things logistics. They'll bring someone in. I was but... going to say, they'll, they'll hire somebody, but for a for a time, you're going to be, yeah. The dude. You're going to be stressed. Yeah. It was funny. I uh, I walked up to my manager, you know. I, I gave him a day, but on Tuesday, went in his office, and he's like, so, how's it going? And I was like, well, your rate just went up. <laughs> and he just looked at me, knowing that I just got a spot raise, you know yeah. what I mean? He's just kind of like, get out of my office. <laughs> get out of here now. It's too soon. I'm not in a joking mood. But yeah. So there was only two of you guys? In a department that requires that re- three. Yeah. Okay. So Okay. So they got to hire two more people. So it's an opportunity of growth and all of that stuff, but I mean... It's too bad that I'm not a logistics graduate. I would say come on up. Yeah, too bad. I'm I'm super blue collar here. I'm the grunt. I mean, you lived your life for a long time at that company as the grunt, so... Did everything in it, as far as logistics goes. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just just hoping for mine. One of these days. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm... I'm Did you read that book I gave you? I will, I will. I want to. (laughs) <laughs> I will one night. I know I will. So I'm on a another little install. I've done six of these things. They're for uh, Excel Energy, right? And this is this week. Yeah, um, same kind of same thing as last week, Thursday and Friday. Oh, I, was okay. on, I was on this install, and it's really easy. But everything keeps going wrong. I snapped the head, so you know the battery operated ratchets. Mm, yeah, dude. Without that thing, I'm crippled, and the whole entire head of it snapped off today, man. Is this the one that I used for my car, or you let me? Not use my, the not one? my impact. Oh, okay. So this is just, just a, a ratchet. battery ratchet. Yeah, it's a little battery operated Milwaukee ratchet, and I was trying to adjust the the rollers for a reel to push the hose out over another reel that's below it, and I'm, I mean, pulling or this way because obviously lefty loosey, righty tighty, but I'm pulling as hard as I can. And I was like, oh my God, these things are tight. And I, I mean, both hands grabbed on, pulled, it went snap, shot a bunch of shit in my face. And I'm like, what the, what was that? And I look at my ratchet and the whole head's gone with the socket and everything. It's like, oh no, <laughs> what just happened, man? Oh, that sucks. Like, yeah. Things are just going wrong. And the salesman's like, Ooh, it's about 40 feet. It's actually on my Snapchat. It's like, it's about 40 feet from this side to this side. So he ordered 40 feet of pipe. Even, like, on his drawings, this is approximately 40 feet. And he ordered 40 feet. It's like, if it's approximately 40 feet, you should order 60. Because they come in 20-foot sticks. So okay. order 60 feet, man. If yeah. it's approximately, because he didn't, he didn't factor in the, the vertical portion, which is 6 feet. So he didn't carry the 1 when he was doing the math. Exactly. Dumb, dumb. And he did this shit for 10 years. 
Come on, guy. Same guy, actually, from from last week. So what are we uh, what are we talking about? Well, history wise today. Yeah. So last week we talked about the Argo uh, Mill and Mine, and briefly touched on um, one of the one of the mines that kind of fed that tunnel, and it was Central City. And we're not going to have so much touch on the fact that the mine the, the, the mining the mine aspect. Portion? Okay. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, we're going to do surface work uh here so um but central city there's a little bit of it because central city was built because of the mines yeah it's it's what drew its populace yeah so i i suppose we jump right into it some people are really fucking stupid did you ever notice that how many really stupid people you run into during the day video captures moment maniac tackles mascot during colorado rockies game oh i saw that so, poor Digger. Duggar? Duggar. Dig- I think it's Duggar. Well, I'm, we'll find out here in a second. I don't, I don't know. I don't, watch, <laughs> I don't watch the Rockies anymore. Dinger. 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 Yep. The Denver Police Department is searching for the person who tackled Dinger, the Colorado Rockies mascot during Monday's home game against the St. Louis Cardinals. How are they searching for him? He was in the park. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's the other like this is so strange. Anyway, <laughs> like, even someone in the like the, the audience commentary, like that, that's the guy right, right there. Well, even in the commentary, a, it's someone on the staff like removed him from the game. So, what so, happened? Right? How are they searching for him? He should have been detained anyway. Please continue. Yeah. So they're the police are on the hunt for the crazed baseball fan who tackled and injured. I didn't. This is Cause shocking because there's so much fluff on a on a mascot's yeah. outfit. I'm they that person injured Dinger, the the person in the suit. The I, beer, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, the beer guzzling suspect who is not wearing attire affiliated with either team. Hmm. Pick a side, a hole, right? No, he was uh, he wasn't wearing anything affiliating to either team. Douchebag. Pretty much, it's like he had it planned, but. There he is on the big screen, the Jumbotron, drinking a uh, big old Modelo. <laughs> Got himself sauced and uh, decided to tackle the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what did you do on Monday night? They're saying uh, Dinger is the most abused mascot in MLB, in the M- entire MLB. Because like, apparently a couple years ago, he was same thing. He got tackled. And he's been, I, I don't know exactly, a bunch of different instances where he's been attacked. I mean, I think he's the mascot that doesn't make any sense. Like, you actually have to know what's going on with Colorado and why a dinosaur is associated, period. Yeah, that's a little history thing. Do you know? Uh, we found dinosaurs there. In yeah. fact, when the they, flat irons have, like, a ton. Well, when they were excavating the Coors Field, they found fossils. Now, see, now I didn't know that. Yeah. I would punch a mascot dinosaur in the face if I didn't know that. Right. And that's why he's a dinosaur, because they built the stadium on top of, well, not on top of, they removed the fossils, obviously, but there were dinosaur fossils, and they actually had to stop construction for a long time to get all the fossils out and make sure what it was, and... Now, that's cool. Right? Cool, cool, cool downtown Denver history. Yeah. I can dig it. Uh, Fossils digging. Anyway. Um, so Brush yeah. that to the side. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Sidestep that one. 
But the police are offering two thousand a excuse me. The police are offering a two thousand dollar reward for any information leading to the assailant's identity. I mean, at most, he's going to get menacing. I don't know. If you dig further into the article, and I don't know, people always have to say something. Ted Wilson, who I'm going to call out by name, feels that no need for these mascots to be in MLB games. Get them all out. Ban them. They're not funny or entertaining. Leave the fans alone and allow them to watch baseball. They have enough trouble with their $1,000 phones and $20 beers. <laughs> okay, who's Ted Wilson? I don't know. He's just a commenter on the article. Meow. Jeez. <laughs> Is that you, Teddy? Bed wetty? Wine on fool? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, th- this is just loaded. I could keep going, but I need to move on to my reviews. So, uh, <laughs> again, kind of touch it on spring cleaning. Again? Yeah, but this one may shock you. What's with you in spring cleaning? It's spring, and I like house projects. Okay. But this one may surprise you. All right. I'm ready. It involves cleaning. I'm, I'm sure. So, anyway, make sure you add this one to your honey did list. Go and get you a Bio Bidet Bliss. BB2000. This is like top notch in the realm of easy install on your current toilet bidets. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want a bidet. Go ahead. Ah, dude. BB2000. I mean, five star reviews all across the board. Uh, Let's see. Mr. Brian says, I can't just give a stuffy review on this product because I'm in love. I waited way too long to purchase my very first bidet, uh, which is bad and good. Bad only because I should have not waited so long, and good because I waited long enough to allow for the quality and technology to catch up. (laughs) Dude, this thing's got some features on it, okay? Yeah. It has a dryer. It'll dry that keister of yours. So it'll wet and dry. It'll wet and dry. It's a wet dry vac. It comes with a remote. And you no. can choose, yes, dude, it, <laughs> yes. It, it, you could choose which direction it, you know, does its thing. Front, I mean, come on, man, boys and girls, different anatomy. Sure, sure, I, no, I get it. Dude, this is the bidet of bidets. This is the bidet of bidets. So why does cleaning have to stop with spring? You can literally go number two and walk away clean. If you're worried about how to operate this thing at night, it has a nightlight on it. What the... Like the sprayer? Not the sprayer, no, but like the side. It has like a little nightlight. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, someone's got to come in and say something, right? Always. Uh, and this person chose to remain anonymous. For just whatever says, reason. Just, yeah, you, you'll pick up on why. <clears throat> One star review. Our family bought this for mainly for an elderly family member who just moved in with us. It was just what we thought an added bonus for the rest of the family. I can say I had a very short experience with this product, very few uses. I sent it back after doing some testing. (laughs) Not the kind of testing that you're thinking. Okay. I'm I'm all ears. Yeah. Uh, This person's studying to be a building biologist. Uh, and an electromagnetic radiation specialist. Okay. More and more of the world is waking up to the health dangers and concerns of man-made EMFs, electromagnetic fields. Yeah. 
If you're 100% convinced with a closed mind that man-made EMFs pose no health risks or effects whatsoever, then this review is not for you. If that describes you, I hope this will open your mind and look at the loads of non-industry-funded research. Even industry-funded research shows negative effects many times. This is very concerning for all biology on Earth. You can continue to use all the modern technology in your own peril. What? Dude, I could read you this whole thing. This dude busts out his tester kit and uh, recorded the uh, electromagnetic magnetic fields at this uh, BB-2000 emits. Why? Anyway... Anyway, I mean, why would it, it emit an electromagnetic field? I mean, it's I'm, just it's just spraying your butthole with water. You need <laughs> power to do it, man. I get it. And but from what I understand, this requires some power. It's got five modes. It's got five pressure settings. Nice. One of the reviewers said that he can only go to level two. <laughs> I mean, oh, fuck. <laughs> you never go to level five, bro. If you want to in your colon, you go to level five. If you want a straight up enema. <laughs> fuck. Hey, Chad, what's the safest level? Right. Yeah! Don't touch level five. I put it on level five every time. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so, why stop cleaning? When spring ends, keep it going with a BB-2000. Ayo. Ayo. And that is my news reviews and stupid people. That's some stupid people. If you want your butthole clean, BB-2000. There you go. That's the one. All right. <laughs> let's, let's get into that history, eh? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a, hard, that's a hard transition right there after the BB-2000, but... Well, I'm going to consider a lot more of my electronic pur- purchase... Uh, excuse me. I'm going to consider <laughs> EMFs when purchasing my electronic... You sound like Joe Biden there. You know the thing. You know the thing. Okay? You know the thing. I'm going to consider more... Uh, gonna consider more to be the BB two thousand and uh, da, 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 da. I bet you he has one. I mean, he's old, so probably. Dude, it's so convenient. It's, uh, just the thought of it, I'm not gonna get one. I, 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 I want one. Really? Yeah. No Can, more fucking wiping your ass dry where it fucking bleeds and shit. Fuck that. What happens if you have a power outage? I don't give a shit. Then I wipe my ass with toilet paper. So hard cut. <laughs> Let's get right into history. There's no BB-2000s where we're let's, going. Let's get into the, yeah. Let's get into the history, for real. I, I like laughing. We like we like to do this where we say the funny stuff and all that, and then get into real history. So, let's, let's do it. While there's still tears in my eyes. Copy that. So, Central City. Yes. You've been there, right? Oh, plenty of times. Well, I've driven through. Yeah, you know what? I... Pardon my ignorance, but I guess I've only been to Blackhawk having driven through Central City. I'll do one real quick before you start. Central City Parkway was built, was actually finished and built, done, whatever, $38 million in 2004 because they were realizing that people had to go up 6th Ave, US 6, to get to Blackhawk, so people were, there was no way to get directly to Central City. So they built the highway right off I-70 
So like, oh, easy access. Right. Real quick, take Central City Parkway, eight miles, and you're in Central City. And everybody, you can't say you don't, drives right through Central City and goes to Blackhawk. Because it's way easier to take that road. It's a four-lane, two-directional highway. Yeah, we've, we've been on it. We've been on it. You've taken me up there before. Yeah. Or we've, that's, you know, that's the easy the way. the old Jetta. Yeah. Yeah. That's the easy way. And you drive right through Central City. Oh, look at all this old old stuff. Look at this old stuff. And you just drive right through it to get to Blackhawk. Anytime I've gone is at night, so I've missed it all. Well, they built that because when they were reeling and trying to get money for the town, because they have, we'll get into it later yeah. when you when you start diving in, but because Blackhawk was getting a lot more visitors and they weren't going all the way through Central City, they built Central City Parkway. Got it. $38 million. $38 million later, they probably... And like shit, it'll just drive through. Yeah, shit. <laughs> well, great. We just made an easier way to get to Blackhawk. <laughs> oh, people are like, oh, hey, look at that. There's some cool old buildings. Yeah, We're you, going to Blackhawk. You, you blink and you missed it. Yeah. But anyway, Central City. Very, very, very cool town. It is cool. Uh, and just reading about it, like I, you know, just disclaimer. I'm one of those folks that just drove through, mainly because the people that I drove with, Jer. <coughs> Uh, Sorry, didn't stop. Not by request either. I just—they're only a mile apart, man. Really, one mile apart. So, see, I got so focused on Central City, I didn't even think about Blackhawk. Yeah. One one mile apart. Okay. Well, at one time it was considered the richest square mile on Earth. Yep. Like so, eight, eighteen fifty nine. My boy John Gregory. My boy. My boy John Gregory. He uh, he discovered what will later be known as the Gregory Lode. Yep. And for anybody knowing about mining, it was the mother load. It's the load. The load. Uh, after that, it drew in ten to fifteen thousand people. Within two weeks, it turned into a mining company or a mining town. Sorry, mining town. Within two weeks. And then within two months, 10,000 people moved there. That is, that's just incredible. Like how fast that happened. It's like, think about it. Back then, people were like, oh, there's money in Central City? Let's go. 10,000 people. It's a lot of people. Yeah. The first newspaper uh, published in the mountains... Uh, was the Rocky Mountain Gold Reporter uh, and the Mountain Herald. Okay. Yeah, they were saying by the end of the year, it was uh, estimated that a million and a half to two million dollars in dust had been taken out. And mind you, we didn't throw dates down. This was founded in 1859. Right. This... uh and this the, report went out in August 1859, and they were yeah. estimating by the end of that year that much gold dust had been pulled out of the mountain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, um, it drew people in like William Byers, who's the uh, the founder of the Rocky Mountain News, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Brought guys in like Henry Teller, 
we ended up building the uh, the Teller House, which was uh, a hotel, and that was reported to be like the most. They said like the finest hotel west of the Mississippi. That's right, and I I always have fun. It's like yeah, I'm the whatever it is I'm doing. Like when I was at Safeway, I was the fastest bagger this side of the Mississippi. Well, you gotta you gotta figure. The Civil War was going on from 1861 to 1865. And 1859, he finds this massive amount of gold and silver. And then two years later, Civil War. That just sucks. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Touching on that Teller House. It was built in 1872, so all post-war. Like you said, it was... Very extravagant. It attracted guests like the president, Ulysses S. Grant, in 1873. That was very cool. It was reported that they put 26 silver uh, ingots ingots at the the doorstep, so that way the president wouldn't have to dirty his shoes. However, he chose the boardwalk instead because at the time... Are we going to back, you know, the decisions that were being made by the government, were we going to back the dollar, buy gold, or silver? And he didn't want to show favor for either. So he's like, nope, I'm not going to step on the silver. Nope. I mean, that would suck. Just be like, oh, man. Shit. That was my idea. (laughs) Right? Like, And he steps out of the limo or whatever vehicle, horse and buggy, whatever he was in. And... Just goes around. They it. said nope. He said nope. Forward, forward a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Now what, what is this? There's silver on the ground, huh? Mm. Can't do that. Well, probably lost a couple votes the next uh, the next election, but that's okay. Uh, not long after that, there was a great fire. The Great Eight. Central City Fire. Yes. Uh, in 1874, and it wiped out everything except the Teller House. Because it was made of brick. That's right. So. It's like the little pigs, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> you build your house out of straw. You build your house out of wood. Or you build your house out of brick. They learned pretty quickly uh, that everything needed to be made from brick. Mm-hmm. So don't be fooled when you go there. When you see the EST 1874 on there. It's like, wait, it was founded in 1859. No. Everything was rebuilt in 1874 with brick. There was 150 structures that were burned down. Really? And they rebuilt the town in a matter of two months. Hey. that's That shows something. That says something about the people back then. Well, yeah, I mean, you're sitting on the uh, gold mine, if you will. And to rebuild an entire city, 150 structures, it's a matter of months. So two to five months, they rebuilt that entire town. I said two, but two to five months, they rebuilt 150 structures. See, that's that's cool. And like, bricklaying's not easy. No. You know what, to your point, though, and kind of touching on one of our past episodes, Camp Hale, like when they demolished the town, or they just deconstructed that yeah. that whole base. Yeah. Also, like an incredibly short timeline. It was really fast. So ingenuity, like like what we're capable of. What was life like in Central City? 
What was life like? Well, in 1861 alone, there was recorded 217 fist fights, 97 gun fights, 11 knife fights, and one dog fight. And nobody died. Nobody died. What is that? How? They're all terrible shots. Right. The sheriff comes in like, all right. Hey, just rub some dirt on that that leg wound there. Right. We'll get you to the doctor, get you fixed up real quick. Yep, that'll be about that. (laughs) So, I guess, uh, you know, it sounds crazy. Sounds like a Friday night in Denver, but... uh, (laughs) I mean, a Friday month? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, it to me that sounds like the typical West. I mean, you get the wild, wild West, yeah, man. Get a bunch of drunk miners going, all riled up. Even the dogs were pissed. As time uh, drug on, uh, I mean, there was other natural disasters that hit the town. Uh, it flooded in 1893 and 1895, and it ended up drowning out two mines. That makes sense. Going back to Argo, yeah. Yeah, and just and following also the same the same deal. I mean, we're getting kind of close to uh, World War Two. The place was kind of a ghost town by then, but the U.S. just focused. Well, it just took the focus off of mining in general, so that like killed the town. It went uh, the population, and granted, we weren't in World War Two yet, but still, mining slowed. From 1900 to 1920, it went from a population of 3,114 to, in 1920 to 553 people. Yeah. And still today, it's like 779. 779. 779. Well, I like the, uh, I mean, I don't like it, but the history of it. I, I, I like this portion where in 1880, they lost their crown as a leading provider of minerals. However, 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 after everyone started leaving in 1893, the Gilpin County mines rebounded even after the crash of silver in 1893. The production was at record levels and the population started to build again. So all these people started moving back and they just followed the gold and the silver, wherever it was. Like, oh, Central City's got gold and silver again? Because of the Gilpin County mines? Hey, just following money, dude. That's it. Around that time, just yeah, and chasing then, fortune. That's it. And back then, they that's all they did was... Manifest destiny. Yeah, chase chase your silver and gold. Well, I, I touched on it a little bit, but even after all that, it, it just kind of... Like a rubber band expanded and contracted uh, yeah. as far as the population. Uh, by 1930, it was almost a ghost town. Um, in efforts to kind of get folks coming back, there was an opera house that was built. Uh, in 1932, they renovated it. Yeah, that opera house was actually built originally in uh, 1878. And Madame Lou. Madame Lou. Her and her ladies would take care... They, I didn't know this. So not only did they take care of them in other ways, but they... Uh, <laughs> in other ways. In other ways. But they would also provide medical attention mm-hmm. to to the miners. ER. Yes. <laughs> so the, the the sick and dying miners were being tended to by the ladies at the uh, 
uh, at Lady Lou's house. Yep. Or excuse me, Madame. At the the opera house. Yeah. Yep. It still stands today. Uh, You know what? What's interesting in 1932, and just reading this fact, is that it uh, continued to draw top opera and theater performers. So I couldn't rattle one name off, but it sounded like it would draw in top performers all the time. So in 1932, it it, it just kind of continued. And I mean, to me, you know, I'm just being a, a citizen in Colorado. Like, I didn't think much about this place. Me either. You, you touched on it last week. Sorry, just because it, it was connected to the Argo mine, just yep. via the tunnel. And I was just like, I, I want to check this out. So what's interesting is, 100 years ago, if you were to go up there today, mm-hmm. it looks at it like it did nearly 100 years ago. Not much difference. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you're going to kind of be stepping into history you can see the same exact things that folks saw 100 years ago you can see all the mines all the structures of the mines are still there and that's cool i'd like to visit it during the day yeah one of the city ordinances is what i said when we'll get back to it one is the city ordinances that (coughs) that central city has is every building that was built in 1894 is a historical landmark. That's why Central City is all old buildings. Now, is that in part to the uh, the Central City Preservation Incorporated group? Yeah. Yeah, they formed in eight, uh, 1989? Yeah. And well, it, it was before that. But yes, that was that's one of the main ones. Nobody can change anything in Central City now. But even back then... I believe that formed because people were trying to say, oh, that's an outdated this, that, or the law, other. whatever. Yeah. And if you drive through, Central City is all old buildings, and you go drive down to Blackhawk, and it's all new buildings because Blackhawk does not have that restriction. So Blackhawk's grown, blown up, and I, I want to go to – I have not been. I want to go to – a few of the Central City casinos. I think we should uh, make a plan to go lose some money. I win money. All right. Bet on black. Yes. <laughs> and if you didn't know, <laughs> Central City is a gambling town. It's one of the one of the few in Colorado that it's legal to gamble. So uh, Central we, City, Blackhawk, yep, Cripple Creek, Cripple Creek, and we have a uh, racetrack out here in Arapahoe County. That you can bet at. But uh, I didn't know this, but uh, it, gambling was legalized there in 1991. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know no, that. No, I didn't know that. Oh, that's great, right? I mean, it, it's that recent. So then almost a decade later, they build that yellow brick road. I'm sorry, the cent- Central City Parkway. A yellow brick road. That cost an arm and a leg. Anyway. $38 million. Yeah, really. That's that's kind of all I have. Uh, the name, a name like Baby Doe Tabor, came up, and I don't know if you know anything about Tabor laws, but I wonder if Baby Doe Tabor has any correlation or relation to the Tabor laws that we have here in Colorado. So it deals with our tax system. No, 
or yeah, our Colorado tax structure. I'd be curious to find out. It's going to be some research I do on the side, maybe bring back later sometime. Baby Doe Tabor, huh? Yeah. Yeah, she was pretty good looking according to what I was reading, so a lot, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the folks would ogle and that uh, she ogle. Yeah, and that was the Oogle nickname like she the nickname that she acquired. On the old final note, the hidden gem that I found is a place called the Wizard's Chest. The Wizard's Chest. Yes. It's a uh Is that the one off of Broadway, dude? It's a little shop, man. <clears throat> it originally opened in 1983 and it drew inspiration from the fantastic world of J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth. Starting in just 850 square feet, the store would grow to become much more than just a local toy store. It grew to become an 8,000 square foot magical castle in the heart of Denver. In 2015, it doubled in size and now the castle is a 16,000 square feet whimsical colorful escape from the drab bleakness of daily shopping drudgery straight from the website wow and you can you can go there and you can get and look at whatever you want so all the people who do comic-con they go there all these awesome costumes okay and they have so much more man and i really actually want to go because i found this as a hidden gem and i'm like dude I have to go. We went to Comic-Con a couple years ago. There was a couple Deadpools, and those costumes were on point, man. Looked like the movie from the Wizard's Chest. Now, that's cool. Uh, now, that's... And where was it again? Is it the one off of Broadway that I... The Wizard's Chest is at 451 Broadway, Denver 80203. They are open Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. So not bad hours, seven days a week. It's supposed to be like an experience when you go there, so I, I want to go. So you're saying after a visit to Central City, after we win, we're going to go mm-hmm. buy some costumes at... Or at least walk wizard. through. We're going to go hang with the wizard. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm down. So what are we what are we going to talk about next week? I have a fun one. Ah. One that uh, is more than likely tied to mining, but much less. <laughs> much less tied to mining, because we've, we've been on this mining thing for a while, so... Want a break, dude. What? <laughs> I want a bre- break from the mining. I want a break from I'm this tired. mining. We're going to talk about the Cog Railway, the Pikes Peak Cog Railway. I've been on that, and I'd love to. Talk, I'd love to talk about that. Have you been on it since they rebuilt it? Depends on when they rebuilt it. About th- three years ago. Oh wow! Okay, no, it's brand new. They shut it down. They shut it I down. Didn't know that? And they were they were like, we're never going to rebuild it. It's done. It's shut down. We'll dive into it next week. All right. Well, hey, how did that? Uh... How did that Glenn Fittich sit with you? The Glenn Fittich 14 is some of the smoothest scotch I think I've ever drank. All right, man. Cheers. Cheers. This uh, is good. Very, very good. The aromas, like the the breath out. 
Yeah. Like it lingers. Like I, I don't know how else to describe that, but it, it lingers and it's, it's smooth so going good. down. Smooth going down and the, the taste that comes back up is pfft. Yeah. No, I definitely definitely mm. recommend this one. Cheers. Cheers. All right, y'all. We'll catch you next week. Hope to see you in Central City. Win big. Bet on black. Yeah.